Day with the King is a 3ABN Australia television production developed to lead children through a study of the Bible and to grow in their understanding and love for God. We invite you to download your weekly study guide at adaywiththeking.com. So come on, kids, join us now and each week for A Day with the King. Welcome to our Bible Songs program again. This is our last episode in this series. I hope you've enjoyed learning and singing these songs with us. Remember, if you want to go through these songs with us again, you can go to the A Day with the King catch up on the 3ABN Australia website. Each program is there for a few weeks or you can go to 3ABN Plus and see the program there as well. Now, we're going to start today's program by singing one of my favourite scripture songs. It's a very happy and encouraging one that tells us that no matter what anyone else does to us, God is on our side and will always help us. We just have to call out to him and patiently wait for his help. It's found in Psalm 27 verses 1, 3, 4, 7, 10 and 14. Yeah. 
letter to the Roman Christians, Paul wrote a list of things that can never separate us from God's love. In fact, Paul said nothing can do that. We're going to sing from Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. as we sing James 3:17 but the wisdom has chosen our next Bible song. Which one is it, Hannah? Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 5, 6 and 10 for the living room. Let's sing it now. Neither have 
doesn't want us to be afraid. He wants us to trust him. We'll sing Isaiah 41 verse 10 twice. I hope you are learning to sing it with us so you can trust God too. for joining us in singing scripture songs. Let us know how much you enjoy learning scripture this way. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dwk at 3abnaustralia.org.au. Uncle Daniel will be here after this short break with our A Day with the King Bible study. So stick around for that. We'll see you next time as we memorize the Bible through song. Bye. Hi everyone, come and join our Bible study. Welcome, I'm Uncle Daniel, and we are glad you have joined us for this week's A Day with the King Bible Study. In our last study, we learned how Jesus won a great victory over Satan in the wilderness, not with literal guns and weapons, but with God's Word. After defeating Satan, Jesus returned to the Jordan River where John was baptizing. That's where we begin our story today. We will learn about Jesus' first followers called disciples and how Jesus confirmed their faith with a miracle. Leon, would you please open our study with prayer? Dear God, thank you for the Bible that teaches us about you. We ask the, for the Holy Spirit to help us understand today's lesson. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Leon. John the Baptist had now been preaching at the Jordan for many months. Because of the prophecies in Daniel chapter 9, every Jewish person who knew the Messiah's coming was not far away. So John's work caused a lot of excitement. The people were sure he was a prophet. Some hoped he might be the Messiah himself. How did 
the Jewish leaders respond to John? Well, John 1, 19 to 24 tells us they didn't really believe John was a prophet, but because of his preaching and baptizing, they couldn't ignore him either. What did John say about himself? Tamir, could you please read John 1, 26 and 27? I baptize with water, but there stands one among you whom you do not know. He, it is he who coming after me is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. There could be no mistaking John's message. His words could mean only one thing. The Messiah was somewhere in the crowd around them. The Messiah himself was here. But the Jewish leaders had ignored all the signs God had given to point the people to the Messiah. Even though the leaders did not listen to John, there were some people who had been listening carefully. They really wanted to know who the Messiah was. Soon after, as John was preaching and baptizing, he saw Jesus. What did John say? Nadava. Could you please read John 1 and verse 36? And looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Two of John's disciples, Andrew and another man, saw where he was pointing. A disciple is a follower of someone, usually a teacher of some kind. But what did John mean by calling Jesus the Lamb of God? They wondered. Andrew and the other disciple decided to follow Jesus and find out. What did Jesus do? Oyun, would you please read John 1.38? Then Jesus turned and seeing them following, said to them, What do you seek? Andrew and the other disciple had so many questions. They didn't just want to have a quick chat with Jesus. They wanted to spend time with him to listen to his explanations about God's word. So they went with Jesus to where he was staying. After spending time with Jesus, Andrew was so excited that he quickly found his brother Simon and said, We have found the Messiah. Simon Peter came straight away to see Jesus and also began to follow him. What did Jesus do the next day? Sai. Would you please read John 1, verse 43? The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Philip was the first person that Jesus called directly to follow him. Philip knew that his friend Nathanael was also wanting to find the Messiah. So he called Nathanael, and he became Jesus' disciple too. The next day, There was a wedding in a village in Galilee called Cana, and Jesus, his mother, and his new disciples were all invited. By attending the wedding, Jesus showed God's approval of marriage and families. God had performed the first wedding on earth in the Garden of Eden between Adam and Eve. In those days, weddings went for several days. What happened before the wedding was over? Esther. Would you please read John 2, verse 3? And when they read out one, the mother Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Before the wedding was over, the wine or grape juice ran out. How embarrassing! Running out of drinks, 
made it look like the bridegroom was not a very good host. It's interesting that Mary would go to Jesus about the problem. She must have been used to Jesus being able to solve any difficulties that came along. What did Jesus say? Leon, would you read John 2 verse 4? Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. To us, calling her woman probably sounds very rude. In Jesus' day, it was a respectful way to speak to her and showed her honor. Besides, the problem with the lack of drink belonged to the organizers of the wedding feast, not to Jesus. Jesus also told Mary, My hour has not yet come. She was hoping he would reveal himself as the Messiah, but he was gently reminding her that he was to follow his heavenly father's timetable, not hers. But Mary didn't give up asking for Jesus' help. What did she say to the servants? Tamia, would you please read John 2 verse 5? His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Even though Mary didn't really understand Jesus' mission, she had total trust that he was the Messiah of God. And the people at the wedding feast needed Jesus' help. It would have been wrong for Jesus to work a miracle in the wilderness for himself in response to Satan's challenge. But now Jesus had the opportunity to do something for others, to honor Mary's faith in him And in obedience to the fifth commandment, Jesus worked the first miracle of his public ministry. Jesus' miracles were always meant to help other people, not himself. What did Jesus see nearby? Nadava, would you please read John 2 verse 6 for us? Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. 20 or 30 gallons is close to 100 liters. So each pot could hold about 50 bottles worth of juice. What did Jesus say to his servants? Oyun, would you please read the first part of John 2 verse 7? Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water and fill them up to the brim. What a strange request. Water? The wedding guests didn't want water to drink. They wanted grape juice. But the servants didn't hesitate. They filled the pots right up to the brim. What did Jesus say next? Sai, could you read John 2 verse 8 for us? And he said to them, Draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. What a scary job for the servants. What would happen when the master of the feast drank the water? But again, the servants did just what Jesus had said without a question. That showed obedience and faith. What happened next? Esther and Leon, could you read John 2, 9 and 10? When the master of the feast to taste the water that was made wine and didn't know where it came from, but the servants who drew the water knew, The master of the feast called the bridegroom. And he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then they 
and then the inferior. You have kept the good one until now. What a perfect description of everything that God gives. Satan often tempts us with things that look fun, but end only in sorrow and emptiness. But the things Jesus gives us are always fresh, new and the best. And when we cooperate with God, as the servants did, God can work true miracles for us every day. Our Torchlight from the Desire of Ages, page 367, tells us more about that. Tamia, could you please read that for us? In the production of Earth's harvest, God is working a miracle every day. Men prepare the soil and sow the seed, but it is the life from God that causes the seed to germinate. Have you ever thought that every time a plant grows, God works a miracle? Without God's sun and rain, no plants could ever grow. God does his part, but he has also given us something to do. We need to plant the seeds and do our very best to care for them. By doing that, we are working with God every day. That is what our memory verse tells us in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 9. It's a short one, but an important one. So let's say it together. For we are God's fellow workers. We need to choose to cooperate with Jesus in everything we do, just like the servants did. Nadava, would you please close our study with prayer? Dear Father, thank you for your stories and lessons in the Bible. Please help us to obey you all the time. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've enjoyed learning about Jesus and the Bible. Be sure to download the Daily Bible Study Guide for this week so you can learn more. Go to www.adaywiththeking.com and look for Lesson 78. Remember and tell us what you have learned from our A Day with the King Bible Studies. We hope to see you again soon with more wonderful stories about Jesus' life on earth. Until then, goodbye and God bless. Bye! Listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Television. God bless you, kids, and remember to join us next week. Compiled by Remnant Publications, the book Get Ready for a Miracle recounts true stories that prove that when we step out in faith, God displays his power in undeniable ways. Here is our reader, Sandra Ashton. This story is entitled Double blessings, right on time. Psalms chapter 106 verse 1 to 2 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can declare all his praise? After we moved from New York to Florida, we had to adjust to new living circumstances 
a new job which was not financially as rewarding as the one I had left behind. My husband had not yet been able to find a satisfactory job either, so we were struggling somewhat, trying to keep up with all the bills. When it came time for the mortgage to be paid one month, there were not sufficient funds to do so. So I went to the Lord in prayer, pleading that He would provide these funds so that the mortgage would be paid on its due date. I lived only a few minutes' drive away from my place of work. The mortgage was due that day. So, trusting the Lord's promise, I decided to drive back to my home at lunchtime and check the mailbox. Lo and behold, in the mail that day was a refund from the IRS that was sufficient to make the mortgage payment, which I promptly sent before returning to the office. I am so grateful we serve an on-time God who provides answers to our prayers even before we ask. Jesus has prepared many mansions. He has made a place for his children in the city of God. He has not forgotten those who are upon earth. His great heart of love is open to our griefs, our sorrows, our trials. For he has loved us with an everlasting love, and with loving kindness he has compassed us about. He invites all the weary and heavy laden to come unto him and find rest. Then come to him, all ye that are heavy hearted, who are careworn and bowed down beneath heavy burdens. Signs of the Times, January 26, 1891. Learn of me. A reflection associated with this story comes from Ministry of Healing, page 250. When temptations assail you, when care, perplexity and darkness seem to surround your soul, look to the place where you last saw the light. Rest in Christ's love and under his protecting care. When sin struggles for the mastery in the heart, when guilt oppresses the soul and burdens the conscience, when unbelief clouds the mind, Remember that Christ's grace is sufficient to subdue sin and banish the darkness. Entering into communion with the Saviour, we enter the region of peace. Double Blessings, Right on Time was written by Myrtle DeCamo of Plantation, Florida.